right, welcome to Leader Talks with the NYC. My name is Matt Taylor, and I'll be the host today. I can't wait to get into part two of finding your way to yes. If you're like me, you've encountered leaders and managers and all sorts of people holding you back from your greatest dreams by the all-powerful word, no. Uh, And so the idea for these conversations would be to help you find your way to yes, because I believe out of every no, there is a way to yes. We just have to be creative and intentional. Again, this is part two, so just want to really, really recap on uh, our previous talk uh, with our three points. Number one was start with why. Know your vision. Know why you're doing what you're doing. That'll help bring clarity and make sure it's in line with the vision of the organization. Number two, how do you feel? We talked about the emotional health of your team and how important that is and how you have to have that to have a healthy team that will rally behind you and help you go forward. And number three, is obstacles are simply opportunities. Obstacles are opportunities. Don't let obstacles stop you. They're just opportunities for you to learn, to grow, to adapt to the situation and move forward. So here we are, part number two, starting with item number four. And this is one of my favorite things I was ever told as an employee at AT AT&T. And and it's don't spend what isn't yours. I'm going to say that again. Don't spend what isn't yours. It's funny because when when you are in a sales environment, which is primarily what I've been my whole life, it's this idea of, hey, you cannot judge the customer when they come in by what they look like. You can't judge them for how they appear, for what they're wearing, because you never know. They might be a secret millionaire. And it's happened several times of you making an assumption of someone, and it was the exact opposite. But isn't that with life, though? We we tend to do that. We judge a book by its cover, and we look at it, and we say, no, they can't. Uh, no, no we don't want to do that. Uh, no, we, we can't uh, ask them to be on the team. They won't want to say yes to this. But what I found out is the really good salesman always pitched the product that they thought would be best meet the needs of the customer, and they weren't afraid to ask for a lot. The reason why they weren't is there was always the chance that they would say yes. And you know what? The ones that always asked were the ones that inevitably got the sale. You don't get what you don't ask for. And so in in the leadership world, as we're continuing to find our way to yes and helping uh, accomplish either a big vision, a big dream, a big goal, a big role, whatever it is, we need to understand that we cannot spend what isn't ours. And so for us, if you're leading in a church context, you can't spend your volunteers time. What I mean by that is you can't just say, no, I really don't want to ask that of them because they really don't have the time. You can't make the assumption of what someone does and does not want to do. In the same breath as you're continuing to cast a vision, don't leave someone out because you don't think they have what it takes to make it happen. Now, let me let me preface it with this. When I'm talking about character and integrity, obviously, obviously have a check for that. But like if you're talking about just dreaming and and asking people to step up to help out with something, asking them to help you achieve a big goal. Don't let unknown factors stop you. Don't spend what isn't yours. Don't spend your team's time. Don't spend your team's resources. Don't spend what isn't yours. Ultimately, don't feel like, don't count somebody out because they perceive one way. And so here's just a little thought on that, okay? 
Don't make assumptions what price your team is willing to pay. Ask big and let them make the decision. Again, ask big and let them make the decision. Your teams will rise to the occasion if the vision and why are right. Your team will rise to the occasion if the vision and the why are right. Recently, I don't know if you've heard of COVID-19 and the pandemic that has been happening, but it has kind of been a big deal all around the world. And we uh, were in a particularly unique spot as a church with our kids ministry because we believe so it's so important to help kids have an experience with Jesus like that's the whole point of kids ministry and we were challenged because we're not having kids church so how do we take kids church to them so we were dreaming and planning and had this crazy idea that we could shoot and produce our kids church experience into a curriculum that would turn it into a show, uh, not like a show as in, oh, tune into da-da-da, but, but it could be a 20-minute experience that they could watch at home that would be like they were at church. And so we had this big idea, but we did not want it just to be uh, me, myself, and I. We didn't want it just to be a few people on this because we have an awesome team. And so we just started to dream, started to plan. And, and again, this is right at the beginning of COVID-19. This is right at the beginning of the fear and with the unknown. And so we thought it was a big risk, but it, we went by the principle, we don't spend what isn't yours. So we just threw it out there. Hey, would you be interested in participating with this and helping us produce a curriculum that we can send home with our kids that they can watch on Facebook on Sunday nights and have an encounter like never before? And without a, without a doubt, without hesitation, the entire team said yes. Now, we were hesitant to even ask because of COVID-19. We were hesitant on what that looked like because of CDC regulations and everything else. And, and, and we had a lot that we had to process, but we had a way where it would all work out, where we would do the timing of people would come and they would leave. There'd be sanitation in the process. Uh, we would stay away from each other for the most part. And so it was this, this concept of, of, a, of an intense strategy but also giving an opportunity for them to say yes. And I think that's the big thing is you have to give people an opportunity to say yes. If you have a vision that is bigger than you, you're going to need people that have resources that you don't have. And you can't just automatically assume that they're going to say no. Give them an opportunity to say yes. Give them a chance to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And the more you do that, you will 10 out of 10 times, get someone that wouldn't have before be a part of the journey. Does that mean that it happens all the time? Well, no, it's not going to happen every single time. But if you never ask, you will never get the result. And so don't spend what isn't yours. One last time, one last time with this, ask big and let them make the decision. Your teams will rise to the occasion if the vision and the why are right. Okay, so number five, mindsets are everything. Again, mindsets are everything. Are you determined or are you defeated? How do you look at every situation? How do you think it's going to be? If you think it, so it'll be. And so one of my, one of my favorite quotes comes from Henry Ford and it goes something like this. Those that think they can and those that think they can't are both usually right. And it goes back to your mindset. Do you have this, this predetermined idea that, you know what, we're going to work hard and no matter what it takes, we're going to accomplish this goal? Or do you automatically feel defeat around every corner? Ah, oh, we can't do that because it'll never happen. Or no, ah, sh- mm, no, that's, that's too hard. We can't do that. I can't ask that of that person. No, it's really not going to work. There's no point in even trying. Here's the deal. Your mindset will change everything. 
your mindset on how you go into a situation, into a circumstance will immediately out of the gate determine whether you will be successful or whether you will be hindered, whether you will see it accomplished or whether it won't get done. Again, if you go into tying in number four, don't spend what is in yours. Ah, now, nah, yeah, no, they're not going to do that. Well, no, they're not because they didn't have an opportunity to. Your mindset is everything. So when I look at, you know, just what we do in this thing called ministry or we, whether it be uh, you're, you're leading your team, you're leading your business and, and whatever level of that, uh, it, it's easy to get defeated when things are tough. And and so I think we do a great job of talking about everything's going to be great, everything's going to be dandy, and I'm not I'm not saying project a false reality. And that's not what I think you need to be honest with where you are in, in the situations that you face. But if you can go in with with a mindset of no we can get this done. No matter what you face, not only you alone, you as a strong leader can help your team be strong. Again, going back to a conversation we had a couple podcasts ago, you don't replicate what you want. You replicate who you are. So if you as a leader have a strong mindset, you empower your team just by default and you help them have a strong mindset. And so you have a team saying, we can do this versus a team saying, no, we can't. Don't talk yourself out of a blessing. Don't talk yourself out of a victory just because your mindset isn't right. Now, that may take some refining. That may take some some additional just focusing on you as a leader, which honestly should be. You should constantly be reevaluating yourself. You should constantly be stretching yourself. You should constantly be growing yourself because that will help you be the best that you can be. That will help you in these situations where, you know what, we can overcome it. But one of the best things that you can do in a tough season is remember the tough seasons that you have already come out of. Like going back to where you have already seen victory and saying, you know what, if we saw it there, we can definitely see it again because tough seasons will come. And if you know that they're going to come, have the mindset that can help you navigate through it and not quit because of it. Because if you quit at every corner, you will never find your way to yes. And you will never see that vision come to pass. You will never see those dreams come to be because it's not just an easy path from A to B. It is a wide journey that you have to navigate at every turn. It's full of intricacies. It's very detailed. It's very intricate. It can be frustrating at times. But if your mindset is right, you and your team can make it through no matter the tough season, right? So we started off today with uh, don't spend what isn't yours. Mindsets are everything, aren't everything. Uh, Excuse me, mindsets are everything. And then uh, number six, the last one for today, no's aren't final. Hear me, no's aren't final. And if you think they are, I would challenge you to ask any kid under the age of 10 or really just any, any child or teenager, young adult that, that is very nagging, very persuasive and constantly pushing, right? I can take a look at, at my Stevie, my four-year-old, and he is constantly, dad, can I have some gum? Dad, can I have ice cream? Dad, can I have this? Dad, can I have this? And, and what he'll do is that joker tries to work it into, okay, dad, cool. Thanks. I'll go get it now. Or I'll say no. And it's like, he doesn't hear the no. It's, it's, it's like he has turned the word no off in his head. And no matter how many times I say no, it's as if like, it's just another opportunity for him to ask and get yes at somewhere down the line. So no's aren't final. Here's this. No is simply an objection because of perspective. I'll say that again. No is simply an objection because of perspective. Leaders often don't say no because they just want to. There is usually a reason 
understand the objection and overcome it. Okay. Understand the objection and overcome it. Don't quit it. No, just because you got to know, figure out why they are saying no. And so one of the things that we did, one of the things that we did in kids ministry when I first started was we had Christmas plays because Christmas plays were the thing. Everybody had a Christmas play and we had to do Christmas plays because um, that, that was the standard. That was the expectation. Everybody had to have a Christmas play. So I am not a fan of Christmas plays because I, in my early years, was very much focused on, you know what, we need discipleship, we need these kids to learn about Jesus, and we're not going to take all this time focusing on a play part that kids aren't even going to show up to, then they're going to show up at the play and be mad and frustrated because they can't be in the play. No, mm -mm, I don't want to do a Christmas play. But here's the deal. I wasn't the leader that could determine whether I could have the Christmas play or not. I was not in that position. So, no's aren't final. What was the objection? We wanted something special for kids, right? So, in the context of where I was, we had to have something special for kids for Christmas because it was a great thing for families to come together, okay? So, the, the answer wasn't we have to have a Christmas play. It was we have to have something special for kids, so in the Assemblies of God, we have this thing called fine arts, okay? And so what it is, it's a, it's a process, it's a program designed for, for kids and students to help develop talents, help them discover what they're passionate about, what they love, and help them grow in that, and, and then help it either be a trade for later on in life, or it just is a fun experience that they get to have as a team, depending on what they're doing, and help them just grow in different gifts and talents, ultimately, that they can use later on in life. And so we thought, okay, okay. We need some sort of presentation. That That's a must because it's something that's going to bring families in. What if we did this crazy idea? Instead of having a Christmas play, we did this thing called Real Kids Giving Back or Gifting Back. Okay, so Real Kids was the name of our kids' ministry. Gifting Back was they're going to take something that they love to do and they're going to give it back to Jesus as a Christmas present. But here's the thing, because they love it, they don't have to do it at church. They can do it at home. And so instead of it being one Christmas play that a lot of kids didn't want to be a part of, or at least to practice, they really wanted to be a part of when, they, when it was showtime. Instead of just going through that frustration and missing out on what I thought was important being the discipleship side, we were able to create an event, a presentation, the felt need of what was needed of an atmosphere for kids to come. And they took what they loved to do. So they were practicing at home and they brought it as a gift to Jesus and they put it under a tree. Families came out. The kids loved it. We had the discipleship. It was the best thing we ever did when it came to an event for kids and families within our church. And it was a huge success. But if I would have stopped at no, then we never would have got there. You dig for why are we saying no? What, what's, what's, the, what's the vision? What's the purpose? Why are, why are we catching this feedback? And once I was able to identify it was something that we just needed for kids and families to do, I was able to pinpoint, okay, we can redirect that. We can still make that happen. And we get the discipleship. So how we found our way to yes was getting creative, understanding that no's weren't final, and that our mindset, we were determined, we are going to find a way where we can make this work. And it was just an obstacle that, okay, we have to overcome this. 
And so, because we were creative and we put energy into to moving forward and with a vision, right? And we, we started dreaming because we knew that there was a better way, at least for what our skill sets were. I'm not a play person. I am not, again, I'm not creative. I, I can't think in, in those terms. It was just very difficult and frustrating for me. So, how can we adapt to my leadership style, but also to the vision of the house and to where we were going? Again, it ended up being one of the best things we ever did because we met the felt need. We were able to accomplish the goals that we had. Our mindset was right, and it was beautiful. No's aren't final. So I'm going to recap again real quick for this part two of finding your way to yes. Number four is don't spend what isn't yours. Number five, mindsets are everything. And number six, no's aren't final. I think those are incredibly important and they add very well to the previous three and it will help you achieve that ultimate goal of finding your way to yes. So that's kind of a close for our talk today. I would love to stay in communication with you. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Matt, the number two, the Taylor. Again, Matt to the Taylor. And you can email me at mtaylor at msaog.org. Again, that's mtaylor at msaog.org. I would love to hear your feedback. Would love to hear what you would like to talk about in future podcasts, different guests that we may have. Uh, it's going to be tons of fun. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel. Leave us a review that would help us reach more people and hear what you would like to hear. So again, I believe with all of my heart, you will find your way to yes. You just got to put in the work and be smart about it. Be intentional. Understand your why. Know where you're headed. And always remember, the best is yet to come. We'll see you next time.